Hello and welcome to the uh, Christmas New Year edition of uh, SFP Now and Genretainment. We're combining the shows. We're crossing the streams. And with me here is Matt Pyle from Genretainment. We have Jeff Burns from Super Geeked Up and the DC Action Hour. And uh, joining us for the ride this year is Raisa, um, who's the, um, who, who writes over at Sci-Fi Pulse and uh, does a lot of big finish reviews. Has also been reviewing Legends of tomorrow so welcome guys hey, thanks for having us again hello Yo, it's cool okay well you know what we're going to do today is we're going to do um, our best of and worst of the year we're going to be doing movies tv jeff's going to be doing some books and then we're going to end the show with uh, our prediction with our tv and movie predictions for 2018 so i think we agreed we'd start off with movies right yes, yes movies let's do it okay who wants to go first you've got three movies I'll, each i will go last okay well that you would have to be awkward. Marks is going to last because he hasn't seen any movies he told me. <laughs> 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 okay. okay okay well it is a ruse we've got three best movies so we can have three you know we can have three movies that we consider to be the best of 2017 and we can have one bad movie and it's same with tv you know three tv shows one bad tv show all right why don't we let us uh, this is the first time on the show right uh for the year end why don't we let race and go first yeah okay um let's see good movies i really loved um guardians of the galaxy 2 that was my that's my favorite um, my next favorite would be uh, spider-man homecoming um it, it finally felt like a spider-man movie and let's see a third would be hmm i can't really come up with the third you know no, that bodes well for 2017 <laughs> <laughs> wow that means that there was only two decent movies in 2017 that's that's scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, um, the problem I'm, I'm having is that I, I enjoy these movies when I watch them, and then they fade from memory like, uh-huh. as time goes on, uh-huh. and I can't I can't retain them anymore. Um, I, I just wrote a few down. That, that's how, yeah. how I did it. I just wrote a few down. I mean, there's one movie I wanted to mention. But oh, Wonder not... Woman. Wonder ah, Woman. Absolutely. There yes. Go. There we go. Yes, yeah. You know, and I think we're all going to agree on that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. So, um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. What was it that made you uh, choose that? You said. It felt like uh, a Spider-Man it, it, movie. It, the whole the whole tone of it. Plus, um, I really enjoyed um, the, the character dynamics between um, between Tony Stark and Peter Parker, and it just it, it was also just really good setup for that portion of what will be Infinity War when it comes out. Cool. So okay, um, so um, Jeff, do you want to go next? Sure. All right, so uh, I did my choices, and uh, I ranked them actually uh, one, two, three. So I'll start with the third one and work my way up to number one. Number three for 2017 is the Beauty and the Beast live-action film. Uh, the animated one uh, by Disney is actually one of my favorite animated films of all time. Uh, and I think they did an awesome job with the live-action. Very, uh, very, was like the original, you know, they were faithful to it. And uh, they had a couple things which I think were nice too, though. Didn't take away from it. So I think they did a great job with that. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, and my f- top two are actually both DC films. Number two is Justice League. Uh, I've been waiting a very long time for Justice League movie, and uh, I was very pleased uh, to see that it was actually pretty much everything I ever wanted out of Justice League. I think it was awesome. I loved the film. It was super well-paced. The characters were uh, expertly cast, and uh, they just worked really well together. Uh, So I love that movie a lot. And uh, number one is Wonder Woman, uh, which obviously got uh, pretty rare reviews from just almost everyone I talked to anyway. But yeah, Gal Gadot, I think, is the perfect Wonder Woman uh, I, I, I hope she plays that for a very long time because I want to keep seeing her in that role for 
many, many movies. Uh, she just rocks and kicks ass, and, and it's a great hero. We, there's a lot of dark heroes nowadays, you know, and anti-heroes, but it's nice to see one who's so full of hope and, and a good beacon of light and somebody that other people can look up to and try to emulate. Uh, and I think that movie did a great job of showing that with, uh, with Diana. And so, yeah, so I think even though DC gets a lot of crap, particularly in past years, uh, and somewhat deservedly. Uh, this year, I think they knocked out of the park, at least for me, both the Justice League and Wonder Woman. I think both their movies this year, they did a really good job. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Wonder Woman. I also agree with you on Justice League, and I don't understand why they gave it so much flack, because I thought it was actually a, a pretty good movie, all things considered. They actually got Superman right this time, which was which was good. But, you know, there was people complaining about the fact that he had he had a moustache and it was CGI'd over or something, and yeah. I didn't notice it. Somebody, Francis said that to us on our show. He, he guessed sometimes on our DC action our show. I completely forgot you told me that. I didn't notice it at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, okay, I guess it happened, but who cares? Yeah. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Why do little things like that make people hate movies? Like, who cares about the mustache? Even mm-hmm. if you didn't like it, that doesn't have anything to do with the story of the movie. Yeah, so makes. I mean, I, I, thought the, I thought the story was okay. I mean, it, it did have its problems, but, you know, I didn't go in there to criticise movie. I went in there to enjoy myself, and I enjoyed myself, and I went out enjoying the movie. I thought it was good. good. I mean, I don't yeah. think that's probably not the main problem people have is the moustache. I'm sure they had other issues, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's the number one reason of critics. Yeah, I think <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to picture Marts with his beard and moustache CGI'd out and see, you know... Wonder if you'd notice it. That'd be super weird. I've no. never seen it without those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so any any honourable mentions to movies that you that you may that didn't quite make make the list? Just out of curiosity. Uh, oh yeah, I have some. But do you want to go to you guys, you and Mark's first for your tops? Yeah, we'll go. We'll uh, go with Mark's and me, and then we'll do honourable mentions. Yeah. Okay. So sure, sure. So I haven't actually watched very movies, very many movies that came out this year. I've just been really busy and. Some reason, well, um, we'll I now, suspect we'll now some overlap from last December into this year. <laughs> well, <If> that helps. <laughs> I I suspect number three would be somewhere either one of the ones I haven't seen, like Logan, Thor, Ragnarok, Spider Man: Homecoming, new Star Wars movie. Probably one of those would be it, but I haven't watched them, so I can't tell you exactly which one. <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is one I did watch and I enjoyed quite a bit. Maybe not quite as much as number one, just because it wasn't you know it wasn't as fresh. Uh, but it was still nice to see those characters and there's some good good story there. And then, of course, my number one is Wonder Woman. I think it was the best example of a female superhero or female action character that we've ever had. And um, it was a good story. And, and I hope uh, hope they do more. I hope. I think they're probably going to fast forward to the present. But I'm kind of hopeful that Wonder Woman movies would just be kind of set kind of throughout time. You know? Yeah. That would oh, be that's great. That's what they should do, man. Every, different decades. Yeah, just work their way slowly up towards the present. That's I, I, thought, I thought I read that they were going to do the next Wonder Woman movie in the Cold War somewhere. I think oh, it's going to be the past, too. I actually, I don't think they're going to go present. I'm pretty sure okay. they're going to go past. That's, that's a good idea, I think. And so hopefully they'll do that because I think that uh, makes it unique a little bit. Except for Captain America, First Avenger, there hasn't been any really like that. Mm-hmm. If they if they were to do it that way, we get, they'll get old. They could actually do it that way. And if they were to recast Superman and Batman like they're talking about doing... Um, because there's been some rumours that they're, that they're looking to revamp the uh, Justice League going around. I don't know if they, I don't know how much truth there is to them, but they've been talking about it a little bit. 
They definitely shouldn't because the cast they have is amazing. Mm. <laughs> I feel like Warner Brothers is they give their marketers a little bit too much power sometimes, or somebody because some of the decisions are kind of kind of wonky sometimes. Well, I think if they were to do that time thing with Wonder Woman, it, it'd make a fitting with whatever cast or whatever lineup they end up using. Um, you know, even if they kept it the same, she'd still fit in with it. You know. Mm-hmm. No, what, what's really nice about Wonder Woman is it did what I, a lot of I have a lot of problems with a lot of superhero movies nowadays that they have to work in a million other guest star superheroes into their films and that drives me nuts I don't think that's good that, how you tell the best story as a filmmaker I don't think that's the way to do it Wonder Woman worked I think a lot because it focused on her alone mm-hmm. Batman wasn't isn't Superman wasn't in it all these other people were not in this movie it was Wonder Woman the movie was about her and her alone and obviously the other like Steve Trevor of course and stuff but you know the people who made sense we're supposed to be in her story. Yeah. I wish more superhero movies did that. It was just about this hero. Let's follow this one character on protagonist on their story. Well, I think that's the big misstep that the DC universe has done. Like Marvel took their time, introduced each character, gave them their own movies, and kind of grew into this universe. Where DC kind of wanted to like just jump ahead and get right there, and that's not a, a good approach. It works a little bit better because. Uh, you know, people sort of know, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, at least. But we don't know these interpretations necessarily. So it does cause a little bit of a learning curve. But people don't know Aquaman or some of the other characters very much. And I think it's it's a mistake to do that. And it's probably why Justice League uh, didn't do so well in the box office, even if it's a good movie. Okay, well... Hey. Possibly. See, I'm just going to work quickly. I actually do disagree with that. I, I get what your point. And then maybe what have hurt the box office. I actually don't think doing Justice League this really had any problems, like... Even if you didn't know those characters, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I didn't follow all those characters a lot when I was a kid. Not every single one of them. Like you know, um, I know more about them now because the Flash TV show and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think that movie worked as an intro to all those characters on its own. To be honest with you, I actually don't think that was a misstep in terms of storytelling purposes. I don't know. But I mean, I get what you're saying. They may have been more anxious wanted to see it if they already cared about those characters individually beforehand. Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay. I mean, superheroes are always kind of a tough sell, and uh, they're not as tough a sell now. But when you're talking about, let's just say you never watched a superhero movie, and you're like, okay, there's a show about this alien teams up of a billionaire in a bat suit and an Amazonian, and then this king of Atlantis and a super fast guy and who's real funny, and uh, and a cyborg dude, you know, and they all team up and they fight some alien guys from another dimension or something, you know. Be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> See, I would, I'd be like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> People are more accepting of it now, but yeah, but that's still a little tough sell for you know uh, certain general audiences. This happened when I was a kid, man. That sounded like the greatest thing in the universe oh, yeah. for me. For kids, sure, but uh, yeah, yeah. But for, for executives and bankers, no, not so good. <laughs> I have I have read that that kids have responded to the film. The Justice and, League yeah, that Justice League did much better with kids, and that it's, it was a good kids movie. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like the cartoon movies, they do that all the time anymore. They just do new interpretations all the time, and it works okay because younger demographics, you just absorb that stuff. You're like, what's the millionth Pokemon now? I'm gonna memorize all the Pokemon. You know, uh, you want you as a child like to do that, and um, I think unless you have that background as an adult, you're a little more hesitant to do it. And uh, when you're shooting something that's hundreds, of, you gotta make billions of dollars from it. You gotta mm-hmm. be as broad as you can, and I think that's that's why what Marvel did was a better, a safer bet to, to to approach it that way. And why yeah. Justice? Yes. 
timing was a little bit more risky. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting for a uh, for is it Mark Gar- Mark Garofalo who plays Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still yeah. waiting for him to have his solo movie. I still want to see his Sorry, solo Mark movie. Ruffalo, it's not gonna happen. Oh, that yeah. sucks. That sucks because it you know I think I think with him in in it it would have been way better than the one with Eric Banner and the one with. Uh, just go back and watch the Ang Lee one, man. It was amazing. Just watch that movie again. Oh man, that what broke back Hulk? Just watch oh, it. God. That was terrible. Just put. Like just edit it and put like his face over that guy and through the whole movie and just you know it'll just oh. enjoy it just well. I like the Edward, the Edward Norton one actually. Yeah. Uh, that one was good. That one was good. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I like the way the the, the they actually gave you the origin story in the opening credits. You know, like like mm-hmm. they used to do on a TV show. They kind of did that with the Edward Norton, and that was actually quite good. My choices. Uh, this 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 one's gonna shock you because a few of them, you know, one my my number one is probably not what you're going to expect it to be. In third place, Wonder Woman. Oh, oh wow. Well, time there, though. That's good. Uh, second place, Justice League. I liked it a little bit better than Wonder Woman. Oh, that's a, oh, all right. Nice. Um, just a little bit better. But my uh, my first choice is War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, the I didn't fi- see that coming. The final part of the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. I thought it was a brilliant film. A lot of it was done in silence, as in it was a lot of uh, subtitles um, of the apes talking to each other, and you know, and a lot, a lot was sort of like in silence. But it had a great soundtrack, and it worked the way the way it was done. You know, it really worked. Uh, the conflict between Caesar and I think it was Woody Harrelson who was playing the big bad um, in this one. The conflict between Caesar and him was really believable. You know, it kind of ended in such a way where it kind of sets things up for the original 1960s Planet of the Apes movie to sort of like start sort of thing. Uh, so they, they, this is it for them? They were just going to do a trilogy? They're not going to keep going? Well, that's apparently it, yeah. That, that was the last film. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was done really well. It was done really, really well. And, um, you know, I, I actually watched the uh, original Charlton Eston Planet of the Apes immediately after it. And... If you overlook the special effects and everything like that, it actually works from a narrative point of view, from the story point of view. Cool. I think so. But, yeah, that was, that was my favourite movie of the year, was uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. And, yeah, um, I forgot about that one. It looks like it's going to be really good. It was good. And they got a few honourable mentions, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw these out and you guys can, can sort of like add to them. Star Wars The Last Jedi, I'll give an honourable mention because it doesn't do what you expect it to do with certain characters. There's been a lot of uh, theories on the internet about certain ca- about certain characters and about what's going to happen, and it completely and utterly flies in the face of them. And, you know, it, it's not like a... There's a line in it that Luke Skywalker says to, to uh, Rey, and says, this isn't going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn out sort of thing. And that actually sums up the film. <laughs> and that I liked it. And the fact is, most of the Star Wars fans, as in the hardcore Star Wars fans, hate it. They're saying Disney's ruined Star Wars. I think it's great <laughs> because it's all like it, it, it's all like it, it defied what what people's expectations were of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I could be wrong. But I think it's funny because it's like everybody was so hard on. Force Awakens because they said it was too much like 
the original Star Wars movie. And this one and isn't, then, isn't like And this one, they're like, it's too different. And it's like, well, no, that actually <laughs> makes perfect sense. I was one of those people who don't like Force Awakens because it's too similar, but I was in the minority. Much more people love Force Awakens. So that's the group now that's going to obviously not like this one. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so Force Awakens is a very popular movie, actually. Most people I talk to, and I'm, I talk to Star Wars fans all the time at Comic-Cons, they love Force Awakens. I'm not in the majority of people who don't like Force Awakens. I but think, there is a lot of people like me as well. I mean, there's a good, strong contingent. But I think this was better than Force Awakens. It, you, know, it went you actually gave me hope that maybe it's actually worth seeing this movie, because I said I was done with Star Wars, to be honest with you, after mm-hmm. Force Awakens and Rogue One, but... Yeah, it completely it completely goes against expectations because there's been a lot of theories and a lot of talk about the you know about certain characters and what's this and this is going to happen and they've been going from the old um, from the old continuity in the uh, comics and the old books you know that 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 no longer continuity and they've been making up theories based on those and Ryan Johnson just completely flies in the face of it and does his own thing with the movie and. I, I just thought it was a uh, ring really well done, and I loved the way it ended. And a lot of a lot of fans are, are, are going against it. Um, and I don't. And it's really hard for me to talk about it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's not seen it, obviously, sort of thing. But I I really enjoyed it. There's certain bit with with um, with Finn that kind of it works well. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop talking. This was you said, I don't want to spoil it. Just end it there. End there. Yeah. Good. This is an honorable mention. You don't need to go in detail. <laughs> okay. More detail than any of the top three movies. <laughs> okay. Other of an honorable mention is Spider Man Homecoming because I think it's on like um, as Reese said, it's, uh, it's probably the most Spider Man film that they've done, and uh, also Mogan, which was kind of like yeah. a spaghetti western. I loved the way it sort of like it was a futuristic post-apocalyptic spaghetti western sort of thing. It, it was a great film, but I had to watch. I had to watch something happy afterwards because it was so depressing. Yeah, I watched the Smurfs afterwards, and that made me happy. <laughs> uh, Logan's also on my honorable mentions. By far the best Wolverine movie, not even close. So yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. So a good, a good, nice end chapter for you, Jackman. Mm-hmm. And for me, my honorable mention is Beauty and the Beast, um, for all the reasons that Jeff brought up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've not seen it yet. I've not really seen any of the live-action Disney stuff yet. Check it out. Mm. I was disappointed. Beast wasn't Rumpelstiltskin, so <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> However, that is the best character once upon a time. Well, yeah. was. We'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, two, I have two other quick honorable mentions, uh, mainly just because these movies were fun, and better than I expected, Kong Skull Island actually turned out to be like an oh, awesome action movie, I thought. I loved it. I loved yeah. it, actually. Yeah. It was really well done. And uh, and then also I'm going to put a movie on that got destroyed by critics and audiences. And I finally watched it on Blu-ray, and I thought it was a lot of fun. That's The Mummy. Uh, with really I liked it. I liked yeah, it. Yes. I thought that was okay. You know, I, didn't, I, didn't I liked it. Man. I thought it was a fun movie. There's actually some nice humor in it. It's a good action flick. Um, now I don't. And actually, that kind of set up like their whole horror franchise they want to do. And I think they're still moving forward. I don't think they've given up just because they didn't. Mm. Are they? I don't know. No, I think because they had too many films in the works. I don't. I think they're still moving forward. Okay, Matt. Before we move on, any honorable mentions? Oh, just all my potential thir- uh, third options. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, worst movie of 2017. Yeah, it's really hard. One that I, because I didn't watch for a minute, you know, I didn't watch bad ones for sure. 
one I watched on a plane when I was flying, because I watched a few, it was Alien's Covenant, and <laughs> I liked I liked Prometheus okay. I love Prometheus. And I thought the ending of it was very promising for what a sequel could be, and I thought I was very disappointed in the direction they went with Covenant. So, but that was talk about Logan being a downer. That was super downer <laughs> movie. <laughs> I'm with you though, man. I I was I liked Prometheus. The ending was great, and then Covenant just made no sense. Like how they continued Covenant from Prometheus. I was like, you just wasted everything you did in Prometheus. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't get that. I'm not saying it was a terrible movie, but it was a bit, definitely a disappointment. I'm curious yeah. if those choices are writer choices or those were like practical choices they had to make because of stuff you know i'm trying to spoil really scott did both of them though right yeah yeah i mean like uh actor availability stuff like that you know if that had played a part or not i don't know because i can't imagine whenever he ended that that was where he was planning on going with it i I could i don't think it just seems so weird yeah yeah i am i don't have any bad movies because i i I think I, i on purpose skipped anything that i thought would be a bad movie, so I just yeah. didn't bother. <laughs> uh, I just watched this the overnight for the very purpose of having a bad movie, uh, and it's Transformers: The Last Night. Oh God! Yeah, I skipped that on purpose. Yeah. And I think uh, I think Anthony Hopkins sums it up with, um, "You're not gonna make me tell you about the plot, are you?" You know, in an interview, <laughs> so I think. Anthony but, Hopkins is in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, oh boy! He, 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 he basically he's basically a professor character that spews a load of expositional stuff about how the Autobots were involved in King Arthur's court or something. It was just sort of like really mad, crazy, fucked up. Well, you know, they try to try and do Transformers and mix it with with Arthurian stuff. It was a uh, it was doomed to fail. <laughs> but that was my. It sounds like a weird mix. So I'm not, I'm not going to call these like terrible movies. I'm going to call them the my dig- biggest disappointments because I have two movies that are kind of tied that I was super pumped for them. Both of these I saw at Comic-Con, one this past summer, one the one before that, and the footage looked amazing. I was so excited to see them, and then they did not uh, deliver at all. One is Atomic Blonde. The other is Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, you didn't um, like Atomic Blonde? I like you know, you were with, with me, Mark. You know, like they showed yeah. that the fight scene. Great. It was the fight scene. It was all one take. I was like, after I was like to Marks, I was like, oh my God, it's one of the most amazing fight scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And I was so excited. And then that was the best part of the whole movie. Uh, I never saw it. <laughs> so, like, the action's good. Like, absolutely. The acting's solid. The story is just, there's no story, basically. So, like, I was really disappointed. I thought the movie was going to be amazing. Valerian, again, looked awesome in 2016 at Comic Con. I didn't know about it until then. Uh, Oh my god, why can't I think of the guy's name, the director? You know, the French director. Thank you. Yeah. I like I love, obviously I like his work from Fifth Element, you know, and other stuff he's done. Um and then yeah, this movie did not work at all. <laughs> like it was again, story wasn't good. Like the Dane Dehan, uh, I actually like him. And Kara, I don't know how to say name, Delaving Delavink? Yeah, with the eyebrows. I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen her or anything, but they did not, unfortunately their chemistry was non-existent. Yeah. They just did not work together. She, she was in Suicide characters. Squad. Oh, is she the Temptress? Oh, yeah, Chantress. she Chantress. 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 Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually liked her in that. Okay. So I'm not saying these are bad actors. They're not. But I'm saying that fortunately they didn't click together. They're trying to do this whole, you know, like kind of romance. Oh, they don't really want to get together, but at the end, you know, they're going to and that kind of deal. 
I've not seen that one yet. I've been I've been thinking about renting it just to just to see it, you know, to to top off the year with so I can say I've seen it, check it off the list. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah trippy. I wanted it to be so good. Mm. And I actually just last week, this is also was a disappointment. Kingsman: The Golden Circle was disappointing to me. Yeah, it's I too long. The it was, was so amazing. Too freaking long. The first one was great, but the second one was just too long. You know, they 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 needed to edit it a bit more. And edit about half hour off it, <laughs> you know, mm. because I, I was bored. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was kind of dull. <laughs> You're right. The first one was like not dull at all. It was super exciting. Because I was I was actually watching it that night when I was watch, watching you guys on a DC Action Hour. Oh, I remember I you said it. I don't know whether to listen to you guys um, or, or watch this. I, I was like, just watch us. I kind of had, I kind of watched it for a little bit while while I was listening to you and. I was bored by that, so I ended up turning... That's why, that's why it was dull, because we are so much more exciting. Oh, we were, <laughs> there you go, Mark. We, maybe we true. put that on our tagline now. We are more exciting than Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's a, that you can use it as a tagline. DC Action Hour, more exciting than Kingsman, the Golden Circle. <laughs> <laughs> more exciting than watching Channing Tatum. He's in the movie. And, and Jeff Bridges, Bridges in that movie, and he's not really used at all, you know? Well, neither is Channing Tatum, actually. Channing Tatum should not be in that movie. <laughs> the way they do that with him, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's not in there. There was a good panel at Comic-Con, though, but yeah. Oh, it was. And they, by the way, Mark, they actually showed us a lot of stuff. They showed us, like, three different clips. I remember seeing them all when I watched the full movie. I was like, oh, that's right. I've seen all this stuff already. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good panel. <laughs> the opening, by the way, that you saw, Mark, they're still the best part of the movie. Mm. <laughs> so that's that's uh, everyone's worst movie of the year. Have you you, you had a worse yet, Matt? So... Yeah, it's Alien's Covenant. Alien Covenant, yeah. yeah. I, I've not seen it. I gave up after Alien 3, to be honest. So I've not really covered it. You gave up a long time ago. <laughs> I, I kind of checked out. I checked out after Alien 3. I just felt, you know, they, they, they're dragging this out. <laughs> um, so now on, now moving on to um, best and worst TV series. Um, so... This is this can be new TV series as well as returning TV series. You can also have animated TV series. So who wants to go first? I'll go first, I guess. Um, let's do best first, just to be happy. Well, what we'll do, um, we'll do best first, and then we'll go around and do worst. Okay. Um, Thunderbirds are go is actually on my best, um, just because Thunderbirds are go is giving me a lot of what the live action shows aren't, which is namely just really nice people who actually fix problems <laughs> As a, and, and don't have 11 one existential crises before lunch on their way to doing it. <laughs> and they just, they just get the job done. F-A-B. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. You, you guys familiar with Thunderbirds, I go? A little bit. Yeah. I haven't seen the new... New stuff. Yeah, the, well, the, the new stuff, it's actually entirely CGI animation. It's really good. And uh, the animation, the models, it's actually done by Weta Workshop, who did who did all the Lord of the Rings stuff. So that that's going to be on my honourable mentions, is Thunderbirds, I got. So uh, you got another two? Yes. Um, I'm for, um, because I haven't seen enough of Librarians yet, I can't put that on the list in all good faith. But I am going to put Legends on the list. Um, Legends is actually one of my best. I know that you, Jeff, you don't like it, but I, I'm absolutely loving it. And as with Thunderbirds Arco, it's one of those shows that's actually just giving me everything I need. So, mm-hmm. 
And, and then um, my third one is Game of Thrones. Just because Game of Thrones, they're actually delivering on what they promised. They're actually going down the roads they set up. And that's very refreshing because a lot of these shows, they get sidetracked. They get weird and they get sidetracked. Plus, you got to give them, got to give them extra credit just for being able to go on, even though they ran out of books. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's not a minor thing. I, I've noticed that since they've run out of books, the uh, the episodes have become more streamlined and seem to go by a lot quicker. You know, yes. Been, you know, yeah. it's so like, uh, you know, so I, I I've been enjoying Game of Thrones as well, and that's going to be an honorable mention for me. Um, is he is he still going to write books or no, or is he just concentrating on the series now? He's. He says he's he's technically writing books, but he's doing it so slowly that a lot of people have just given up. I mean, even if he gets the books out in a timely manner, I'm not reading books six and seven. I've had it. I'm, I'm going to just take whatever the series is and just have that be what it is um, because I'm I, it's pointless now. Gotcha. It really just is. So before we go to worst, um, Jeff, what are your best three of the year? All right, best actually, my best three are all new shows. Number one, I'll, I'll go in order. Number one is the Orville, uh, the Seth MacFarlane Star Trek esque sci fi TV series. This, uh, when we get to another category, I'll mention another show. Uh, but this is the show <laughs> that's giving me uh, everything I want out of Star Trek, everything I love out of Star Trek, even though it's not Star Trek, but obviously Seth MacFarlane loves Star Trek and he's paying homage to it in a, in a very nice way with more humor than obviously the original Star Trek series have, but and they actually, the only bad news is they only did 13 episodes and it's already done for the season. No, they've done 12, uh, haven't they? I think 12. so. They're, they're de- oh, 12, you're right. I'm sorry, 12. I wish there was 13. I guess that's what I wanted. <laughs> there was 12. And, there are, and they just finished last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a long wait, but it was really good. Number two is The Gifted, uh, set in the X-Men universe, uh, but with not the characters we've seen in the movies. Uh, just a really, really smart well-done show and really kind of addressing what I think the X-Men always did the best in comics, which are these people who are not accepted because they're different and really kind of tackling that social issue and, and what it means to find out that your kids are mutants when you think, you know, and you didn't know that. Um, and then number three, I just added this to the list actually, because I just started watching it two days ago. It just came out on Amazon like four days ago. Uh, it's called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Oh, yes. So here's the the concept. What if Jean-Claude Van Damme was actually a secret agent pretending to be a movie star? Uh, So so it's Jean-Claude Van Damme coming out of retirement to go to do Black Ops again. And the thing is, this show, dude, it's it's an action comedy. It's really funny, and it's great action. Like... (laughs) Like he'll make, he's obviously like he's having fun with himself. He's making fun of like, or he's talking about his past movies like Time Cop and Bloodsport. Um, but also like, there's some awesome action. Like, dude, John Claude Van Damme is still he can still kick ass. Like he's he's got the moves down. He has not lost like, and he, I think he's got to be around sixty now. Like I was doing the math for money. I was watching him back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, he's looking good, and he's doing all that stuff. He's doing all those stunts, uh, fights himself in the in the show. Um, I'm halfway through. It's a short season. I'm halfway through. I've watched three episodes. I'm going to put it on there because it's so much fun. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, back in the day, man, he was my go-to guy. Like him, Schwarzenegger, uh, Seagal. 
I watched all their action movies. Like, if there was a Van Damme movie, I watched it. Absolutely. Like, I loved all those things in the 80s and 90s. Mm. So uh, it's nice to see him back in something really fun again. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I loved him. I loved Kickboxer and, uh, you know, all, all those films that he did back in the 80s and 90s and, and stuff like that. And I actually seen a pilot episode on, on Amazon for that about four or five months ago. And yeah, I think it was, it was wasn't it one of their pilot competition things, right? Yeah, it was. You know, and I actually voted for it as well because I really liked it, you know, so. Nice. It was Marks, I, I highly recommend this to you since you're obviously a big martial arts fan too. I think you would you would get a kick out of the show. I saw the pilot whenever they're doing the pilot season contest. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Would you like it? All right, good. So, you know, the, the Looper, by the way, joke is like, I just love that so much. Well, Time Cop is a million times better than Looper. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Matt, it's over to you. Are we doing returning... Yes. Best, it's, you know, it can be new, it can be new and returning. You know, it can mix and match. Okay, I'm gonna cheat and do three of each. <laughs> what the hell? Get out of here! Get out of here! You only have three, dude. <laughs> no, you gotta mix. You can do honorable mentions too, afterwards. It's too hard. Do honorable mentions. You gotta do it. The rest do honorable mentions, dude. Okay, so we haven't done a lot of animated, so let's. I'll pick one anime one. That's Tro Hunters. Just came out in season two. Ooh. Uh, that's a good one by Del Toro that is good for a wide age range and uh, stars Anton Yochin, who unfortunately passed away not too, too terribly long ago, uh, but they still record his voice for both season one and two. It was a surprise for me how good it was, and it's um, entertaining even if you're an adult. So I liked, since you picked an Amazon show, I liked, uh, I'm sure I'll probably like that one too, but... I like The Tick. I'm a big Tick fan. And um, it took, this is a diff, very different interpretation of Tick in a way, or a little darker than, than the other live action show we got uh, a while back from Fox, I think, and, um, and the cartoon. But so it took me like two, three episodes to really, really like click. When it clicked, I really enjoyed it a lot and want to see more of it because it was a pretty short season. So that's a fun superhero comedy show. You know, it's really hard to pick a third because um, there's so many good new shows and shows out there anyway. I'll do a lot of honorable mentions, so I'll just pick one that's a safe bet is Game of Thrones also. So they did a good job this season. I have this group of friends that we do like um, they do a screening or um, like a watch it live show, you know, thing. And that was like, added to the experience even more. And and uh, they delivered on a lot of promises. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to start my three. One of my three is uh, a new show. The other two are returning. Number one, The Gifted. Really smart, clever TV show. I I basically binge-watched a load of it. Uh, I found it on Fox here in the UK, and uh, it wasn't really advertised here at all or or anything that's been on. And I just basically was going through the... uh, the TV channels one night and I found it and I just binge watched uh, the first six episodes and I've been hooked ever since and you know it's all like Stephen Moyer in a different role um, you know so it's nice to see him working again um, after True Blood which probably could have potentially ended his career given the final season was so bad <laughs> and um, you know I, I just I just love the fact that he's set in a world after the X-Men you know, the X-Men have disappeared and there's still all these mutants left behind that are, that are struggling to uh, struggling against an oppressive regime. It's just a really good show, quite enjoyable. 
Um, my uh, second choice is Star Wars Rebels. Um, this fourth and final season that they've been showing, it's really kicking ass. Although I've just found out that it's not gonna, it's not gonna, sh- it's not gonna lead into the battle that we see in Rogue One, unfortunately. So it's going its own way. But I really enjoyed that set of characters: um, Hera, um, Ezra Bridger, and, um, and 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 Kanan, Jarrus. It's just been a really good show, and I've just really enjoyed this season. Um, and and they're all they're all on Lafell now, so that they're, they're trying to sort of win back Lafell from the Empire. So it, it ended on a wicked cliffhanger. And my third choice uh, is Supernatural. Oh yeah. Mostly, mostly really for the last season with Mister Catch, but also because of what they're doing with Lucifer's son in this season, from what I've seen of it so far. I've just really, really, really been enjoying it. And I, I, I was actually disengaged from Supernatural for quite a while and I've just come back to it. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it again. So, so that's my, uh, my, my, my third choice. Honourable mentions, you know, Game of Thrones. And surprisingly, The Orville. I started off not really being too keen on it, but as it's evolved, I've gotten more and more into it. So I'm going to give it an honourable mention. All right, uh, Reese's shaking her head there as if, oh, I don't agree with you. It's terrible. I give up on it. It's horrible. Too many dick and fart jokes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's not the problem. I'll get to into it when we discuss the Star Treks later on. But <laughs> And I'm going to give kind of an honourable mention to a show. This is going to cause a lot of controversy. Star Trek Discovery. Because it's, we'll it's, kind, it. it's kind of gone its own way and it's, it's doing its own thing. And um, I kind of enjoyed where it's left off, you know, and, and there's potential for sort of like various original series episodes that are going to be linked into the into the, the continuation of the series. But you know, it's, it only gets an honourable mention, but only just. It's not the best thing I've seen on TV this year, but it's not the worst either. Uh, on to you, Jeff. Honourable mentions. Uh, I'm gonna throw. Let's get some DC shows in here because Marks and I talk DC action hour obviously every week. Uh, Arrow, I'm gonna throw definitely on. Uh, it actually was it was my number three, and then I wanted to yeah put John Claude on there. But uh, Arrow uh, this season actually I think it's been really good. Um, I think Arrow is really back on track now after uh, and actually last season they were getting back on track for sure I think too. So when you, but uh, when you combine the kind of both those I think it's uh, really doing well now. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I actually think almost all the episodes this, this season have been quite good. Um, and they've done some good stuff there. And, yeah, and, you know, I would throw in... Actually, I'm going to throw in Supergirl, too, because even though the first two seasons I had some issues with, this season they are rocking. Uh, I actually think it's the best DC show right now in 2017, for me personally, in terms of how consistent they've been. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'll throw that in too. Yeah, I just love the fact that she got the snot beat out of her in the last episode. That was just brilliant. You know, how how are they gonna? How on earth are they gonna resuscitate Supergirl from after 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 such a beatdown? That's what. No, she, you know she's not dead. Come on. <laughs> I know she's not dead, but you know, I'm just wondering how long, how many episodes it will take her to recover. <laughs> the, the uh, well, uh, none. She'll be recovering next episode. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you should don't uh, don't do that. She's like, oh, we're good. Five minutes. <laughs> okay. So, Matt, it's you. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Well, Stranger Things season two is really good. Oh, I like Stranger shit, Things. Quite I a forgot bit. about that. Yeah, I watched it and I loved it. Yeah. There's also there's so many new shows and some of them I only, I've only just started, so it's hard for me to it was hard for me to put them on 
top three. But uh, I'm really enjoying Runaways. I think they've done a good job with it, um, uh, both making the kid characters and their the teenage characters and their parents uh, very uh, uh, very multidimensional or very layered type and of characters. So. Only up to episode two of that. Yep, like it's better and better. Mm-hmm. Another one that's it's Hulu or Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Uh, Future Man, which is it turned out to be a, a surprising, funny time travel series that's. Um, Totally different than any other time travel series you've ever seen, and it's also very, uh, very R-rated humor and and uh, and, and such. Uh, so it might not be for everybody, but it's uh, it's very uh, surprising and it does an interesting job in entertaining. Um, I'll have to check that out. By the way, it is Hulu. I just looked it up. Okay. Yeah. So that's been a very interesting show. I also like Orville quite a bit, and um, I liked. Although I didn't think, feel like there was enough episodes of it. Uh, I liked American Gods. I'm curious to see where they go with that. It's an interesting concept. Uh, Legion was also interesting. I liked how they did it through this schizophrenic type point of view. They really get you in that, that mindset of that character. Uh, a couple non-superhero ones. Glow was interesting. So people, oh, <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I forgot about, about Glow. That, that gets yeah. Yeah, I liked Glow, and uh, it was fun. It made me want to watch. I watched a documentary about the real Glow. Yeah, uh, so did I. I gotta watch because yeah, yeah. Flick suggested after I watched Glow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been trying um, to find old episodes of the uh, of, of of the actual series on YouTube because you know. Yeah, did you watch it? I watched it back when I was a kid. Did you guys watch it or no? No, I didn't. No, we didn't have so, it here. Uh, I, I watched it. it when it was live, man. I remember. I did when I was a kid. I did watch some pro wrestling, but I did not know about Glow. So. And also, this is the last season of Lawnmire. I liked Lawnmire. I think it's a underrated show. It's it's, it's everybody I ever talked to watches it, enjoys it, and um, it's sort of like a police detective sort of show that's set by an Indian reservation and such. So it's got some pretty cool cool storylines that you don't normally see. If you want to look at a good series arc, like taking a mystery, a story, whatever, and see how it runs through the whole series, then that's a great one. They deliver on everything. It, it was well paced. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say some other show that has a murder mystery. <laughs> no, because you oh like Riverdale. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Riverdale season one. I actually liked it a lot. I've not seen season two, so I can't comment. I've but, not. Um, I've not watched it yet. It's on Netflix here in the UK. I'm not bothered with it. It was surprisingly more better than I thought it was going to be. It's got a strong, unique, creative vision. I have to say. Okay, so. Um, you... But Longmire's really good, and I think it, it, for know, five, six seasons, whatever, it's it really delivered. Uh, and then Punisher is interesting, but yep. very gory and violent, which I might not be for everybody. And I think that's about it. Mark's honestly has a list of like twenty-five honorable mentions. I know. <laughs> I, I think I think Reese has got a list to match Mark, so. so. Um. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things is on my honorable mentions list. Um. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to put uh, Discovery on my honorable mentions list. Um, and it's, it's interesting. Orville, it's like the two Star Trek type shows have half of what I want. Here's the thing. I don't like, I liked Orville's structure, but I don't like the characters. And Discovery, I um, liked the characters. But don't like and the I'm willing to stick with but 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 the but the actual thing doesn't feel Star Trekky enough, and I'm only watching it because it's good in its own right, just not sufficiently Star Trekky enough. Yeah, it's just a it's just a good sci-fi show, but not a really a good Star Trek show, is the best way to put it, I guess. 
They messed up the Klingons. Yeah, they, yes. they messed that's up the Klingons. That's actually the waste of it. And, okay, and in, in the final scene of the last season, a Klingon got her boobs out. It was very, very brief. But there was a bit of boobage on the Klingon. Uh-huh. You know, in, in, in the... Wait, they showed, in, in you're the, saying they showed naked boobs on Star Trek Discovery? Yep. Uh-huh. And they even, I've, also heard, I've also heard they've been dropping the F-bomb. They, dro- right? they dropped they the F-bomb once. once. And Look at that, man. All you got to do is go online. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Mark's and I know that. Your website is great. Well, I, um, I actually, in my review of that particular episode where I had to drop the F-bomb, I actually criticised it because I said it didn't really feel very Star Trek for them to be dropping the F-bomb. Whereas something like, um, God damn it, Jim, or, you know, something like that, you know, they could get away with back in the day. But it just seemed, it didn't seem very evolved or very Star trek for them to be dropping the F-bomb. And when, when they did it, it didn't work. It just felt very, very awkward. When, when no, it was, it was weird. It was it weird. I do, I do like a lot of the characters. I like the science officer a lot. The, or, or of course, her lead character. Uh, is she first officer? I don't know what she is now. First officer. Yeah, you know, she's well. She's she's a, a. Oh no, I'm sorry. Te- technical advisor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like the first officer this, the, that Doug Jones plays. Saru, yeah. Yeah, and I like his character's interesting. I like the captain. I mean, he's a very dark, you know, captain. Yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got a theory about the captain. I like their, uh, even though I saw, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I like their security guy. Uh, I liked, I like all the characters, really. Mm. I, I, I like her best friend. I like the engineer, uh, excuse me, yeah, the engineer guy? Not the engineer guy. Is he the engineer? Yeah, he's the guy. The guy that they hooked up to the machine. Yes, he's, yeah. he's really good. He's he's, he's uh, a science guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he does engineering stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, they do have good characters. Um, it's just very dark for Star Trek. It doesn't seem to. It doesn't completely fit the timeline that's been established with stuff. And I don't like their Klingons very much. I think that really because since it's this major plot line of Klingon war. It, it's really boring, and uh, for not what I would have thought a Klingon war would be like. And yeah, and and their choice of talking in Klingon Bores very shit brave, I guess, but it doesn't work. <laughs> very boring. Yeah, I mean, I, I I find them having to pause every time they have those scenes because I can't keep up with the subtitles because it's all go by so fast. And, really? Yeah. Because they talk so slow. That's part of the problem. Is they're like. Blah, yeah, but it's all I do. They, they they have loads and loads. They have like a full paragraph of fucking subtitles. It's like Marx is fluent in Klingon, as you can see. They're like, hello, we will now. Or no, I'm sorry, that was too fast. <laughs> hello, like, we will hey, now well. destroy them. <laughs> there's doing their, one doing their Shatner impersonations. There's oh this, my god. There's this flashback of one of the characters when he was a kid, and the kid was like, blah, blah, blah. And he like, just spouted out really fast. Yeah. And I'm like, why aren't they all talking like that? You, like, know, <laughs> you know what happened, though? I think what happened is William Shatner went back in time to the, to, to the epoch that created the Klingons, and he mated with one of them, and his speech patterns sort of rubbed off. <laughs> it could be it. I don't know. Because really, you know, they, they could just... A little more of the ridges, you know, they got like a double nostril kind of thing going on. They could have done that, a couple other little minor things, and then boom, that's it. That's all they had to do. Yeah. Contact lenses. And none of them have they didn't hair. didn't have to go so extreme. Huh? None of them have hair. They're all bald. I know, and it looks weird on them because I'm used to the long hair that so many Klingons have. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess it's probably more scientifically correct because they're reptilian and not a lot of reptiles have hair, but uh, but I still look cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, 
honorable mention. My third honorable mention is a British series, Philip K. Dick's Electric, Dream, Electric Dreams. Oh, really good series. It's an anthology series uh, based on... Ooh, Philip oh, K. Oh, I love Philip oh. K. Dick. What is that on? I, yeah, I didn't know about this. It's not on in America yet, I don't think. Um, I, I basically been watching it on Channel 4 here in, in the UK. Wait, wait, wait. Race is not in England. No, I've I've got friends. Oh. Yeah, I, I've I've got a cool phone app called Showbox, and that's what I use to watch all the US shows. What the hell, man? England's getting stuff before us. <laughs> it'll air on Amazon, so those of you with Amazon will will get it. Oh, I get it. It's it's a it's a it's an anthology series, and it's based on Philip K. Dick short stories, and you know. Oh, really I just good. bought a book of his short stories recently. That's mm, good. It's really, really good, and the acting awesome. form, the acting's great. In them, you know the, you know the, the ring, ring good stories. You know, I think, I think oh, his stories have got to be the most adapted to film and TV right of any like sci-fi writer. I think mm-hmm. probably so. Yeah, probably also the most f- fucked up as well. In terms there, of those have been a lot of awesome ones, though, man. Too. Yeah, they yeah. have, but you know, I mean, uh, what, what was that? They they did that one with Keanu Reeves a few years back in the Mirror Darkly. Was was it? Oh, yeah, that was I can't great. Remember, I can't remember what it was. It was an animated one. It was all animated. Oh, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, it was, that was a bit weird. Somewhere. That was strange. <laughs> I didn't know it was Phil Kidd, actually. Okay, uh, worst shows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Inhumans. I watched, one, I watched oh, one episode. I could oh, watch I forgot anyone. about that. That was really bad. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my pick. I only seen the one episode. I couldn't watch anymore. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, me neither. No. I saw four episodes, I think, and uh, yeah. So you know, Jesus. <laughs> I hung in there for Lockjaw, basically, and Anson Mount as um, as Black Bolt. Anson Mount was an MVP. That was a hard role when he was acting his soul out for you know just elevating the scripts. Yeah, he's got to <laughs> act with those his eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I wanted to watch it for the cool dog, but I couldn't justify watching the rest of the episodes for the cool dog. You know, I couldn't do yeah, it. More lockjaw. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it should be it should have been like um, they should have made it lockjaw, and it should have been like Benji. Remember Benji, the TV show yes. back in the eighties? Mm-hmm. You know, it should have been like that or Nasty or something, but with lockjaw <laughs> and his superhero dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there's just a lot of weird writing choices in that show, and it just was a bit of a mess. It's too bad because I like Inhumans. Uh-huh. So, and of... I like Marvel quite a bit, but that was not a good show. <laughs> Mar- uh, Marvel TV. No, not you a, like Gifted. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's not Marvel. That's not. No, no, dude. That's seriously. Marvel Cinematic is completely different than other studio stuff. And that's my problem. I don't want to watch Marvel Cinematic. I want to. Fox Marvel stuff is good, but that's not Marvel Cinematic. That's not ABC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it will be. Although, yeah, you know, that's going to be a big problem. And another, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the FTC blocks that deal, to be honest with you. Another not-so-good one for me was, um, you know, having watched it twice um, to make mind up with. And the problem was, was the, uh, the, the fight choreography was a bit dodgy. Uh, the lead actor just felt wrong, and that's uh, Iron Fist. Oh, God, yes. Iron Fist was not good. You know, it, was, it kind of... I know it gets a bum rap, but it, it was not as good as Daredevil or Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, mm-hmm. or, excuse me, Luke Cage, but I still liked it okay. I, I thought it... You <laughs> I know, liked it okay. 
it's the weak it's the weakest of the of the Netflix shows, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why I put it in the in the worst in in in, in the worst shows. It's a all character because it's like he's some rich white dude. He's got martial art. You know, it's not it's not a unique. It's compared to like you know Luke Cage raised in Harlem. You know, and or uh, or Jessica Jones. You know, a female detective. Or you know, those are characters that have very unique lenses to see the world through. You know, and Iron Fist is something that we've kind of already seen before with with Arrow or with other shows. Yeah, but you know, I, I poster think... fight scene sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't watched it because I gave up on the Netflix shows. They're just, they're just too dark for me. I mean, I know a lot of people love them. They're they're well made, but I see. I would Iron Fist was most up my alley because of the martial arts. But you're saying this guy who's supposed to be one of the greatest martial artists, right, in the Marvel universe, this fights were the worst out of all the shows. Basically, yeah, Netflix. it was really weird. There's a couple of good ones. There's also there's, there's also the fact that you know you can actually tell when 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 the, when the stunt doubling is on the screen. You can tell it's not him. Mm, oh, yeah. I hate that. That always takes me out of the thing when that I can tell it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably didn't have a mask or anything. So does he not have his bandana and mask on? In this? He doesn't have any costume though. He might. Uh, he yeah. might have one for season two. I don't know. Wait, he's, so he just has his big curly puffy hair. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he has he has a tattoo with the dragon on his chest. You know when he takes his top off, he's got this tattoo on his chest. And what is he supposed to know? Kung fu is that the style he's supposed to have trained in? Yeah, it's kung well, fu. Yeah, it's kung or fu. Multiple yeah. styles. It's whatever. It's, it's, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely Eastern, though, right? Martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So season two might be a lot better. I, I'm sure they're going to be have a lot better fight scenes because there was such criticism about it. Uh, I don't know why they have bad fight. I mean, Daredevil has great fight scenes. I don't know why Iron Fist couldn't have better fight scenes. I mean, I, you know, I felt the fight scenes were actually better when they brought them all together for Defenders. I thought that was actually a better show. Defenders. They were, yeah, and but I like Defenders. I don't think it meshed. As well as it could have, but it was still a good show. Yeah, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but it was still good. Um, I'm with Jeff. I I watch bits and bits and pieces, um, but I don't really watch the the, the Netflix stuff because it is just too dark. I you do should not, watch not... Punisher, Jeff. It's it's uplifting. Uh, <laughs> it is. That's why you know. I stopped watching Daredevil season two. I couldn't take Punisher. P- Punisher yeah. takes well, me to my happy place. You should watch the second half because when Punisher leaves, it gets a lot less violent, less gory. Mm-hmm. Is he totally out of it after that? Is it just all Electra from that point on? Yeah, pr- pretty much, yeah. Because yeah, I love Electra. So all right, maybe I will. Maybe I'll just skip the rest of the first half. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Electra's really cool in uh, in in Defenders. You know, they, yeah. they bring back in Defenders. Defenders. You know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, Punisher. Yeah, really uplifting show. <laughs> it's very uplifting. It's, That's why. It's not, I guess you I'm, know. The Punisher is kind of like the Marvel equivalent of the Nativity. Oh my god, what? <laughs> oh my god. What? Oh, that was good. Yeah, I just, man, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not sure if it's a reflection, creators are trying to reflect the state of the world we're in or what, but there's just too much dark stuff on TV. I don't want to see it. Like, that's why I love Orville and Wonder Woman. Like, I need uplifting stuff after all this, this dark this shit. This is why we love the, this is why we love the Orville as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yorville's full of hope why, for the future. But those characters are street level. They're always supposed to be a little darker anyway. Although I don't think Luke Cage is that dark. Luke Cage is kind of funny, actually, I think. He's, you yeah, know, I don't think Luke Cage is too dark. He gets great one-liners. I haven't seen that because I couldn't take after second season of Daredevil, so... <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica, I, like, like, I love Jessica the Alias. I love that comic series. It's awesome, but I can't watch the show. It just It's way too... 
dark of a story for me to watch visually. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so uh, Jeff, I think you wanted to do, do do a few books. Oh yeah, let me throw in my most disappointing TV show. I didn't okay. get to throw mine in. Oh yeah, I just, mine in too. Yeah, it's a show. Uh, I think the rest of you threw on your honorable mention, or at least are enjoying. It's actually Star Trek Discovery. Um, I'm a huge Star, Star Trek. Is my favorite. Uh, well, Deep Space Nine is my favorite series of all time, followed by Next Generation. Uh, but I'm a big fan of all of, you know Star Trek in general uh, for a very long time. And yeah, usually disappointed uh, in this. I actually could not watch past the pilot. It was so non-Star Trek to me. Um, I just I couldn't take it. It just I didn't like anything about it. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, this one. You want it? I didn't. Know, I just don't know why they just didn't make a sci-fi show and not call, it's called something else. Don't call it Star Trek. Just go make a sci-fi show that you wanted to make. I don't understand why they had to make it so well, anti-Star Trek. you know, it's kind of how I felt about Battlestar Galactica. You know, so I can I can actually relate to you on that because it's how I felt about Battlestar Galactica. I loved the original because of its uh, because it felt like a family show mm. and it was it was fun to watch even though the stories were actually so like uh, disused scripts from Gunsmoke and stuff like that. It was still fun to watch. <laughs> Um, so, and and the new the new one that Ron Moore did wasn't fun to watch. It was too dark for me, sort of thing. And, yeah, you know. I mean, listen, this is just this is a different take on Star Trek. That's fine. People are enjoying it. That's great. I'm happy they are. This is not what I want out of Star Trek, though. So that's why I'm watching the Orville. Yes. That is what I want out of Star Trek. Well, I got I, I got some. I don't news think up. you'll. St- I still don't think you're gonna like it, but it does change a lot with number two and even more with number three and on. Mm-hmm. Because number one's like a prelude almost to what. Yeah, the actual number one. Series is. Number one and two, really. Yeah, you mean the pilot? Yeah. The first yeah, it's really two ep- weird. The first structure. two episodes are a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I guess both of them are. Oh, yeah, I've heard you and Mark and other people and my friends tell me that, Like, I, which I don't get either. I don't get why that that's why they would have structured it. <laughs> well, I mean, on, online, it's a two-parter, like, aired at the same time. They didn't do that on uh, on CBS for whatever reason, and I think that was a weird Yeah, well, because they wanted everybody to sign up, right? But they should have just shown the whole two-parter. Yeah, it, it would so it a little bit better, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got, I've got but some... I liked, I liked, I liked Mud on it. He's he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's good, fine. Mud. Um, and it, it it felt a little bit Star Trekky what they did with Mud in the end when you know in that episode, that that kind of. That's what. Yeah, that's what. It's still dark, but it does feel a little bit. There's certain episodes that feel more like Star Trek than other ones. But mm. well, I got I got a bit of news for you that that you know there's a rumor been going around that Nicholas Meyer has actually been working on another Star Trek project. He was supposed to be a consulting producer on this one. No, he still is. He still is, but I think he's. Yeah. I think he's working on another Star Trek project. That might be more true to Star Trek. I don't think that's. I don't. There's no way they're gonna have two. I don't. They just started this one. They're not gonna do another Star Trek one. I don't think. Right. No. The the might mean they 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 had the. I mean, back in the day, they did. Yeah. I mean, DS Nine was running when Next Gen Voyager was running when DS Nine was still running. Mm-hmm. That was like the heyday of Star Trek. Yeah. Hey, we got four DC shows there in. Back yeah, to back with CW, so it might might happen. I mean, it's all like um, I think that's actually what ruined Star Trek the last time, as in it became too saturated in the marketplace, you know. But uh, I don't know. Mainly, I think unfortunately, Enterprise was just not a good series, and that kind of <laughs> did not help at all. Fourth it's season. the only show that ever put me to sleep. Like there's certain episodes where I literally fell asleep. Yeah, fourth, fourth season. <laughs> right, I will still say Enterprise felt totally like Star Trek, so I can watch Enterprise. Fourth season was great of Enterprise. I, I loved the fourth it got, season. Yes, it was better in this last season, but it was yeah. too late. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that's uh, everyone's worst mention. Is that everyone's um, worst? I've got one. Yeah, once upon a time. <laughs> oh yeah, they're like, oh, you're, you're smiling places. I'm like three seasons behind. Okay, yeah, um, uh, yeah. It's once upon a time. I feel like they should have ended it several years, um, and that they shouldn't have even done this season. And I won't even discuss why because Jeff doesn't want spoilers, so I'll just stop there. Thank you. Just there probably won't be. There probably won't be another season. It's <laughs> it's and let's just say it's ringy ringy crap. Okay, end of. Because <laughs> I, I do know about Henry, though. I do know like he's an adult now. It is terrible. The end. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I watched That's the first. That's not a very good ending to a fairy tale. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of the new season, and I've stopped right there. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I I just um I read synopses and I watched pertinent YouTube clips uh, YouTube clips and that's all I could do and then I, and then I, and then after a certain point after after Rumple and Bell storyline was resolved I couldn't deal with it anymore and I could give up so okay uh, yeah. so onto your books Jeff all right three books I'm gonna mention I've been doing actually a lot of reading this year um so even though I have not been so happy with the Star Wars movies. I have been pretty happy with some of the Star Wars books. Uh, my favorite author for Star Wars, he actually is the one who did the original Star Wars books back in the early uh, or mid-90s. That was the heir to the Empire series. Uh, and he introduced Grand Admiral Thrawn, who later shows up in Rebels. But Timothy Zahn did a new book called Thrawn, which is about the origin story of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, and it, by the way, folks, if you haven't read Zahn's original books, go back and read that. Read Thrawn back then. He's the best villain since Vader, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, Zahn is an amazing writer. I've, he's written, I think, now 10. I think this is 10 Star Wars books. I've read them all. They're all great. Um, uh, he wrote other sci-fi stuff as well, which is really good. But, uh, yeah, go read Thrawn. You don't have to know anything about Thrawn because it's an origin story. So just go read this yeah. one if you haven't read anything else. This, this one's, is this one within the continent? This, this is continent. canon. This is canon. But it also does not violate anything he previously did with Thrawn, which I like. I didn't want him to have to... You know, like throw, throw all that stuff out that he did. You know, I don't. I hate that when they say it's not canon anymore. It's bullshit. Well, um, next book is uh, from Andy Weir. It's his new book. Andy Weir is the author of The Martian, which obviously, if you haven't read it, many of you saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a new book out called Artemis. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm about two thirds of the way through. It's really good, and uh, it's about a lunar colony. So it's set in the, kind of the near future where people are living on uh, the moon, and uh, it's got a very cool, uh, actually. Um, uh, Middle Eastern female protagonist uh, who uh, gets herself into a lot of trouble and she's very sarcastic and smart-assy uh, and she's really cool. And then the third one is actually another Star Wars book. It's actually, this one went along with a video game. It was Star Wars Battlefront 2 Infernal Squad by Christy Golden. Uh, this, I, I know, we're marching rolling your eyes. But <laughs> Did you say Christy or Christopher? Christy Golden. Yeah, I've read okay. some of, I read some of her. Actually, she, she's read a lot of stuff. Read a lot of stuff. Um, Anyway, this kind of leads into, I guess, the game. I actually haven't gotten the game yet, but um, it's a, Infernal Squad is kind of like the Empire's version of Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. So it's like their special uh, group of four people. Um, it's actually really well done. It's it's. Int- I always like it when you make characters who are on this supposedly evil side, but you actually start to care about them the way the, you know they portray them and what they're doing. And we're not supposed to be rooting for them, but you wind up kind of you know caring about Infernal Squad, uh, even though they're all working for the Empire. Um, yeah, I actually definitely recommend it. Um, and again, it's pretty, it's all new characters too. It's totally new characters, um, that just have to tie into the game, but sounds like empire propaganda to me. 
<laughs> well, yes, I am Sprite. Maybe the, uh, you know the dark side's not so bad. <laughs> no, they're no, they're, don't worry. There's no Sith in it, man. They're just uh, oh. you know normal. They're special, you know, they're like special special forces, basically. Like I've been playing the game, and the the single player game's actually pretty pretty good. Yeah, because uh, you get to play I think, right as Iden Iden uh, Versio. Yeah. It's the main character in the book. Yeah, and, and you know, and 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 the game, you know, the 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 game obviously sort of like uh, you know t- tells her story, and I'll leave it there because um, obviously you've not played the game. Don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> books. I'm not really. I've not really been reading that much of late, but I've I've actually been reading the Jedi. You know the the prequels to the films. You know the these ones by uh, by Chuck Wendig. And the first one was a bit slow. The second one, I've not really started yet. And the third. And a book I'm reading actually is uh, Be the Force. And it's uh, kind of like about the Jedi sort of like religion. You know, philosophies about Jedi religion. It's written by Daniel M. Jones, who actually formed the first online Church of Jedi. <laughs> Do they measure your official religions? Pardon? <laughs> Do they measure your metachlorines? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just a really interesting read. You know, the guy's got Asperger's syndrome, and he, he talks about how, you know, he, he talks about how his love of Star Wars kind of got him into reading about other things such as Buddhism and and stuff like that. And um, you know, it's it's open. He opened this Jedi Church as you know, to be a force for good. I think it's taking the Star Wars philosophy sort of thing, you know, as in as in you can you can be a force for good or you know you can be on the dark side or what whatever, uh, but it's not it's not not a religion as such. It's more of a it's more of an alternative take on spirituality. It's it's quite interesting read. Nice. Otherwise, you told us uh, you can say your religion is the Force in England, right? Yeah, you know, but well, basically, um, back in two thousand in two thousand census. Uh, there was a joke going around, and it started off as a joke to you know declare yourself as a Jedi Knight in, uh, under religion, and basically, if so many hundred thousand people do it, it's actually classed as a religion, and it's been classed as a religion since two thousand, and um, Dan formed the the official uh, Jedi Church in two thousand seven, um, off the back of that sort of thing. Um, but he he sort of like did that off the back of the the census, you know. So. Nice. Um, in in terms of books, I've been reading um, classic literature. I've been reading a lot of H.G. Wells in conjunction with um, Big Finish, the audios releasing a, a series of H.G. Wells adaptations. And then, in addition to that, I've been catching up on some. Um, some comics that were recommend, recommended I bought on sale. I bought Green Arrow Year One just so that I could, you know, have some context for the beginning of the series anyway. And I also have been reading um, slowly but surely um, Green Arrow Green Lantern. Yes, my favorite. Yes. Yeah, I, I got that on sale at the same time. I've been slowly but surely making my way through it. It's awesome. Um, regrettably, I don't think they're going to be able to adapt it if for no other reason than because Supernatural is already the CW's roadshow, and I don't think they have the money for a second roadshow. So that format's not going to work. You know, Supernatural, it's all filmed in Canada. 
So they don't really go very far. It's just so like... <laughs> true, true. Yeah. The same hotel set, redecorated yeah. for every hotel. And, <laughs> I don't read um, that many comics, but the, the new comic that I've been reading is Bombshells. I absolutely mm. adore the, the, the Bombshells Elseworld. It's brilliant. And I'm slowly but surely working my way through the trades. I got through volume four. And I, I kind of wish Bombshells was actually prime continuity. Because mm-hmm. the, the characters are, are so much stronger. I, in fact, I, I um, Bombshell Supergirl blows CW Supergirl out of the water. Mm. Wow, that's really well. And um, and I absolutely love her. So. Yeah, I um, I just reread Batman Noel <coughs> a couple of a couple of weeks back. Um, because I, I really like that, and I kind of make a point of reading it every year as we're coming towards Christmas. Um, mm. and oh. Comic book reading. I've been reading the um, the Dark Horse comics adaptation of American Gods, which is really interesting. Um, having seen the first season of the show, it's really interesting how different the actual story is narratively from the from the show because the comic book is pretty much uh, an adaptation of Neil Gaiman's book. So, you know. I'm sorry, which book? American Gods. Oh yeah, you know. that's an interesting show. Last year I read over 100 books. This year I've not been doing very good about fiction. It's been so busy. I've read a lot of books that are write, they're non-fiction writing books and filmmaking books, a few role-playing game books. But uh, some fiction that I've started reading that are, that's good so far, just to try to join in in the conversation, uh, there's one called After the Golden Age, which is like a superhero one that is about a woman who is the daughter of two prominent superheroes. Uh, they're sort of like the Justice League of, of that world. And she has no powers or anything, and she's sort of a rebel and stuff, and she's an accountant. And um, she gets thrown into this court trial with their arch enemy, who's getting arrested for tax evasion, because they can't get him on anything else. Uh, but she discovers a bunch of secrets and stuff about him. And, and the woman who writes it is one of the writers who writes, who's been writing off and on in... Um, the wild cards universe that George R. R. Martin edits. It's a superhero type thing that goes throughout mm-hmm. history. Um, so it's really well done. Uh, there's another one I started reading that's pretty good so far called X Heroes. That was sort of a surprise because I wasn't sure what it was about until I started reading it. It's um, basically it's people with superpowers, but it's like in a post-apocalyptic world near future where there's it's like a zombie invasion. So it's like Walking Dead meets superheroes, sort of. And so it's really weird. <laughs> it's really different. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and yeah, I've been reading this, this novella series called Karma Police. It's a cool series where this person is jumping from body to body and is caught up in these murder mysteries. And at first this person has no, has amnesia. And of course they don't have a body of their own body. So they don't, they can't remember who they are. They don't even know if they're male or female at first and, and, or how they're jumping but they keep getting stuck and like there'll be like a murder mystery and they're spiraling around jumping from body to body each day to other people and getting pieces of the of the mystery until they solve something and it's pretty clever cool. and uh, sounds cool great. okay um predictions for 2018 in film and tv uh who wants to start this one off i'll go um, for movies first um that some point in the Infinity War movies, Coulson will be reintegrated into the cinematic. At least I hope. Mm, we'll see. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he's going to leave the show? 
Or he's just going to be in both? Um, I think this is personally. Nice I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the show's going to last much past this season. I think, I think this is the last season. What are they in fourth? Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fifth. What? Fifth. Oh, yeah. fifth? Is it fifth really? <clears throat> yeah, it's fifth. Holy shit! Okay. You no, know, it's not that long. Mm-hmm. Well, the last season was really good. Yeah, and I've heard good things about the season. I haven't seen it, but they they do an interesting job of really changing the format every season. So, but boy, that first season was rough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, I'm going to predict that the X Men are coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's all. Boom. <laughs> Drop mic. That's, that's not. No. No. Don't pick that mic up and shove it up your butt because because <laughs> that's not any prediction at all. Anybody can predict that. <laughs> it's happening. And the Fantastic Four, Galactus, boom, they're there. Mm-hmm. That might be the main Phase 2 villain is Galactus. We'll see. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Fine, I'm going to predict... I think I need, I need to read a whole article on this, but I'm going to predict that's going to be the worst thing that ever happens, that <laughs> X-Men go to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, I honestly think Disney getting a hold of Fox is a terrible thing to happen. I'm going to predict also that basically all these movies become the same cookie-cutter movies we've been seeing, None of them are great movies. They're movies I will forget as soon as I see them. Um, and that the more one company like Disney starts make, taking over everything, the more similarities we get. And we're not going to get different movies. The less heterogeneity we get, and that's bad for filmmaking. And that's why I don't like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Differences um, is good. Sameness is bad. We get the same things over and over again. I'm going to predict that we could be seeing a Star Wars... TV series in the in the not too distant future. That's been and a rumor for I, a long time. Yeah. I think it's going to be sort of like set before the trilogy or the trilogies. It's going to be set a thousand years before, so we're going to see like Knights of the Old Republic. Like Knights of the Old Republic, yeah. Yeah, that's what it should do. Hey, well, that, that, those games are amazing. Mm-hmm. The I first think, games are one of the best games ever made. I think that's going to be the Star Wars, the premise of the Star Wars TV series. You're saying live action, right? Live action, yeah. Yeah. It's been in the works for a long time. It just, But now D- Disney is going to have their live streaming platforms. They're going to be really wanting to create original content for those platforms, and Star Wars would be a, uh, an easy one. Oh, yeah, they get a million subscribers just for that. <laughs> and then a Avengers vs. X movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. I know nobody can see me. We're not on, I don't know why I'm doing this on camera. I'm going to thumbs down. Another, <laughs> another com- very rude, rude symbols. Of I'm name. just doing thumbs down. That's not rude. I'm not An- flipping you off. I'm not An- doing this. Another prediction I have, um, and this is, I don't know when, this is for the future. This isn't for 2018 and such. But it's another prediction I have is, I think there's going to be a DC versus Marvel characters movie, like they did the crossover in the comics. I think they'll do crossovers between DC and Marvel in, in films as well. How many people think that? That's a tough sell, though, man. It, it'll, it'll, have to be, it'll have to happen a few years down the road where the popularity is dropping and then yeah. they, they're looking for something. It, it'll be Hulk versus Solomon Grundy. No, <laughs> Hulk, that's, no, Grundy's just going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to do Thor versus Wonder Woman and see Wonder Woman put that guy in his place. Oh, that would rock. That would rock. Yeah, which version? So of, hard. Which version of Thor though? Because they've got the female version now, haven't they? The no, comics. the movie version. It's got to be all the movie versions, obviously, if we're going to do movie crossovers. Yeah. Well, you know, she can't even pull Thor's hair anymore. He's had a buzz cut, hasn't he? <laughs> she doesn't have to. Why would she pull his hair? Just punch him in the face. 
Um, a prediction that I, I have for the shorter term is that the trial of the Flash coming up in the second half of the season mm-hmm. um, will not be the rest of the season. It'll only be a portion, and then there'll be like a third pod of episodes that'll be something else leading off of that. I hope so. I don't want to see a trial for the whole half. <laughs> I swear, I don't either. I really don't either. It's, is this law and order we just turned into? <laughs> yeah, it's more it's more like a hope than a prediction because I can I can see them going I can see the I can see the trial of the Flash arc lasting for like four episodes. I think that storyline's gonna go by fast. Yeah, I mean, basically what they'll do is... But Barry Allen will be the prosecution as well as the defense attorney. And we're going... Maybe maybe Iris can now become a lawyer, too, since they decided to not have her be a reporter anymore, and she's now the head of Team Flash. Maybe she'll become a lawyer overnight. Yeah, she's she's had loads of jobs as Iris, hasn't she? You know it's ridiculous that they totally dropped the whole reporter thing, and they just decided now she... Oh, yeah, it is. It wasn't done organically, is what I'm saying. Just, yeah. you know. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know yeah. if they did it, but it's, I just, it's like Lana Lane from uh, Smallville, where they just didn't know what to do with her and they're just trying different things. I'm waiting for when she becomes a witch. Remember where they oh. did that, Lana Lane? Oh, that was just that, that was just one episode. That was hilarious, oh, though. Wasn't that was just with... one of many things they did with Lana Lane. <laughs> I like Lana, man. <laughs> I know, yes, she bounced around. I like Lana. I like her and Clark. <laughs> I mean, Lois and Clark, of course, is how it should have ended, which it did, but. Well, that was cool. I like Christy Truck a lot, actually. So. Yeah, I, w- I would have liked a lot more if they'd been able to do the finale. You know, they, they had him turn in Superman in the finale. I would have liked to have seen him just do a couple of episodes where he was, where he was proper Superman and then end I would just like the they had shown him full on in the costume instead of that weird thing they did. Yeah, that CGI yeah. flyby. It just didn't work. It just sorry, that, that was, that was terrible. Of... That, last episode, that last episode was really bad, unfortunately. Yeah. That was them not delivering a promise that they had made for the beginning. Yeah, and the whole red, blue, blur thing, it kind kind of run its course. I like the red, blue, blur. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I'm I'm glad they didn't. I I never wanted him to be Superman until maybe the final episode, but I I don't think he should have been before that. Yeah, yeah, I think that was fine. I just wish they had shown him, like, truly... As Superman. Yeah, it's almost like, I don't know, did they spend all their money or something and they couldn't afford it? No, it was... was, they just there was a choice like uh tom mulling said he pushed for that he didn't want he didn't want to show it and he thought it would be the service to the fans which i think that's i, I didn't get that but whatever uh, a hope of mine for the for the dcu is is supergirl um i don't mind that they have car shipping with monel they're going to ship whoever they want on the cw what i mind is that if they're going to ship these characters they need to have them actually talk about their issues like these are two characters who are coming off of planetary extinction events. And instead of discussing the actual, you know, planetary extinction events and what those mean for their longer term futures, they're just angsting about whether they can be together without, without the layers and the subtext that would logically be there. Um, for, for instance, um, logically, Kara would have part of her would have wanted Monel to marry her, make her the princess of Daxum and bring her back to Daxum, not to be a princess, but because Daxum was the one salvageable world they had between them. And she really wants to save a world. She wants the same thing as her aunt and uncle. It's just that she wants to save a world that actually needs to be saved instead of actually superimposing a new world on top of the existing one. But she wants the same, it's the same drive. 
she wants to save the world and earth doesn't need to be saved on that level and she and monel didn't actually have that actual conversation instead they're whining about mothers-in-law and the, and the fact that she can't get around get, get along with his parents and i'm like what is this narrative these are not your issues <laughs> these are not your issues it's you know, actually really, that's a really cool point i never actually thought of it that way but you're right i guess usually in a story like that, the, the protagonist would want to continue their world in some way, right? Or re rebuild, restart. That's usually the story, that, right? The journey that they're going through. Yeah. And in this, you're right. It's very CW, ang teeny angst, even though they're not teenagers, but uh, relationship angst instead of, there's no, there's never any talk about that. Yeah. Like, Krypton's dead. I'm sad about it. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want, I want Kara's arc to be more like the Martians because the Martians are actually facing their problems. The Martians are actually facing the fact that they're the last Martians. And Supergirl, except for like an episode here or an episode there, doesn't really deal with it. And it's not okay because I know that I happen to know, even though I don't read a lot of comics, I happen to know from folks who do, that canon Supergirl ends up living on a Kryptonian colony elsewhere. She eventually does leave. Um, because she feels the need to actually continue her people and, and, and be that and do that. And I'm hoping that the Supergirl series ends on that something, some note along those lines, because Kara needs to get to the point where she gets past the CW crap and actually deals with organically what her issues actually are. I've got a prediction um, for you. What? I predict that Supergirl's going to get cancelled and she's going to end up on Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, get out of here. That's not get out of here. It's terrible. I predict Legends of Tomorrow might get cancelled. If any of that them Mark, Mark thinks one of them is, then if Legends is the one, if anything. Um, I'm hoping that if they do cancel Legends, they find something to do with the characters and just reallocate them so well, that we can that, still see. That's an easy one to do where you could it, destroy the ship. Most of them came from other shows, anyways. Yeah. yeah. You can reintegrate them as supporting cast in other shows real easy. You yeah. can't do that with the other. Supergirl would have nowhere to go. I mean, I guess she'd get lost to another Earth, but it would be hard, much harder to... Yeah, no, she'd go yeah. back, back home. Yeah, they could, uh, uh -huh. they, they, could, they could easily just cancel Legends and carry on as an animated series. That would work really mm -hmm. wrong as an animated show. It would. Yeah. It would. Have, you, have, you, have you watched The Ray? No. Six episodes of The Ray. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, I predict Marks and I, every show, will continue to talk about a Birds of Prey show, and they will continue to not give us one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that almost a certainty. That, that definitely is I will predict, I will keep saying puns, like, I don't think you have to worry about that ship between Supergirl and Monel because I think that ship is sunk. <laughs> oh, they're going to say sailed. Okay, sunk. That's better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what there might be, though? Maybe they might do a Birds of Prey movie. That's more possible than a show, probably. That could work. That could work. And depending on casting, it could be cool. I mean, they're doing Gotham Sirens, right? Or whatever yes. they're calling it. I'm actually looking forward to that one. All right, Mark, so don't, why do you shake your heads at this stuff? You don't oh, want to see Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman in a movie? Well, I, oh, yeah. I love Suicide Squad, and I don't think they did a very good job. So I, I don't want them Are to picture. So, all right, so it's not that you wouldn't want to see those characters, just you don't think they're going to do them justice. Right? Yeah, yeah, I just not, I'm not sure if they're going to do them justice, it's all. Yeah, Harley Quinn, they did, though. See, Harley Quinn was the one, I think, good thing about that movie. They, they yeah. did her right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. All they need to do is get I think Margot Robbie was great. She's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I thought she was great in Neighbors as well. 
It was she was the neighbors? Yeah, it was the Australian soap that she actually she she it was, oh. it was, it was her, her first job before going to America. You know, she kind ah. of got got well known in this country on Neighbours because we get the we get that soap here. Also, Chris Hemsworth was um, on on another show that we get here called Home and Away, <laughs> and, ah. and and uh, Russell Crowe had a, had a brief stint in Neighbours. He was in one scene, and then we seen him in Gladiator. My <laughs> oh. yeah, Australians made a big. Mm. I thought you were talking about that sci-fi comedy show that was on like for. No, no, half a no, 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 no. No, na- na- Neighbours is a soap. It's set in a suburb. It's set in a suburban neighbourhood in, in Australia. Um, and it's like... Um, it just so happens that a lot of your Australian actors that have made it big in the States have come from that show. And if it's not been that show, it's been been, been another show that they have called Home and Away. So. Cool. I, I, I'm a Fisher, the, uh, the actress I'm a Fisher. I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah. she was in Home and Away before she... Went over to the states and you know, so I did a few films. The only film I've seen her in really is Wedding Crashers, and you know, I didn't really so I like it. So, <laughs> but, cool. So I predict you're going to get more Australian imports from Neighbours. <laughs> Maybe. And I think you know, um, anything else before we go? Would you want to mention your various shows and stuff like that? Oh yeah, thanks. Uh, so Marks and I do a show, like you mentioned, called DC Action Hour, where we talk all the uh, DC superhero shows. So Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Mark, stop punching. Jesus Christ, you're so distracting. <laughs> I know you can't see this, folks, but he does all this karate whenever I talk about it. Um, black Lightning, too. Yes, yeah, so we're, yeah, so we're, I'm very excited. I think Marks is, too. We're going to add Black Lightning when we return, because Black Lightning is about to debut in a few weeks. So we're on a little bit of a hiatus now, because all those shows are, but January 21st is our next show back. Uh, that's when the show's return and Black Lightning uh, debuts. So we, we talk about the new episodes every week. We also have a lot of guests on. Uh, like we've had the Cupid actress, uh, Amy Gumanek, and uh, Anatoly, David Nichol. And, uh, we're having, actually, uh, David Subaloff, who plays Grodd on our show on January 21st. Uh, awesome. He's going to be our guest, yeah. So we, always, we talk to them. Then we talk to the new episodes. And there's a live chat, so we love hearing from you guys. And also, actually, later that week, January 24th, well, the new season of Super Geeked Up Live will debut. That is my geeky chat and improv comedy show. So we talk all different kinds of geeky stuff, superheroes, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, and we do like these zany games. It's kind of like Whose Line Is It Anyway, but we put a geek theme on it, spin on it. Uh, so we always have a lot of fun. We have different guests on there as well. And uh, I think Marks and Ian, you both, I think, have been on that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, that'll be 11 p.m. on Wednesdays, Eastern Time, and DC Action Hour is um, Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And there's always live chats going on for all those super geeked up dot com and super geeked up on youtube is where you can find and subscribe to all that stuff cool and matt's um you can find me over at markspile.com where you can find links to episodes of the podcast genretainment on this feed um where we do interviews with different writers actors producers and, and such and with me and, and my co-host julie also there you can find out about whatever other projects i'm working on because i'm like jeff i'm indie filmmaker and and i'm also an author and all that stuff so and you can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Marks. Okay, well, obviously with us, you can find us on scififulseradio.com, where you can also find genretainment episodes, and you can also find uh, some of Raisa's work, as well as my own, and there's Matt's uh, on scififulse.net, uh, where we do lots of comic reviews, TV reviews, and uh, big Finnish audio reviews, so you might want to check those out. Thank you all for listening. Wish you all a happy Christmas, uh, which is probably going to be over by the time we get this up. 
and a happy new year. <laughs> you know, happy we, new year, everybody. We will get it up before.